0: If coffee robs you of sleep, switch to Postum. The makers of Postum, the favorite mealtime drink in millions of American homes. Present those two lovable old characters from the hill country, Lum and Abner. A few months ago, Mrs. A. V. Hansen, housewife living in a Midwestern city, was the last person in the world to worry about getting to sleep at night. She used to say, and it was really true in her case, that she could get into bed and drop off to sleep the minute her head touched the pillow. But suddenly, one night, this happened. Oh,
1: why can't I get to sleep? I turned off the light an hour ago, and I'm still awake. Oh, this is dreadful.
0: And that's been going on night after night. What had happened to that woman? What had changed her from a person who could sleep like a baby to a restless, tossing, turning, wide awake insomniac? The doctor said it was nerves, coffee nerves. Now, don't think I'm foolish enough to believe that coffee affects everybody's nerves, because it doesn't. There are people, and lots of them, who can drink coffee with no ill effects whatever. But there are plenty of others who cannot. So if you're being robbed of sleep, or if you have nervous indigestion, and you think coffee nerves may be to blame, or even partly to blame, do the sensible thing and switch to Postum. For there's no caffeine or stimulant of any kind in Postum that could possibly affect your nerves. Enjoy Postum, hot and steaming in the cup. It has a mellow, distinctive, full-bodied flavor all its own. And by drinking Postum instead of coffee, see what happens. In just two weeks, see if your nervousness isn't gone, see if sleep hasn't returned, see if you aren't feeling better in every way. Drink Postum. There's a reason. And now, let's see what's going on down in Pine Ridge. Well, friends, you know the men and women of Pine Ridge are deep in a battle for political control of the village. Things have looked bad for the men, too, until the other day when Lum, the men's candidate for mayor, recalled that the best way to lick an enemy is to start them fighting among themselves. He immediately called each of his two female opponents and told her of insulting remarks he had heard women in the village say about it. As we look in on the little community today, we find Lum and Abner over at the Chatham Down store discussing the matter. Listen. Hey, if we can
2: just keep on going like the air now, we're a saint. <laughs> We'll have them women so mad they wouldn't vote for one another if there was just one running for the office.
1: Oh, yeah, Elizabeth said this morning she had to vote for that Melvy moot she wouldn't even go to the polls. Yeah. And she's going to use her fluence to get the other women not to vote for her either.
2: Elizabeth's pretty mad at her, huh?
1: Oh, no, she went over there yesterday and stood out there at the front gate and dared her to come out of the house.
2: <laughs> well, it looks to me like Melvin the one that'd be mad at Elizabeth the other way around. See, I called and told her Elizabeth said all that stuff about her
1: yeah and then Melby turned right around and called Elizabeth up and started balling her out. Elizabeth never knowed what it was all about
2: that's the time just let them fight let them go <laughs> at just don't let on to Elizabeth that I started to talk. oh
1: no no I ain't gonna say
2: nothing I don't like to cast compliments right at myself but it takes a fellow no psychology to figure out something like that you know <laughs> get these women folks to fighting amongst themselves it's the only way in the world we could ever break up that organization of theirs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Squire Skim said himself it was a great idea you had, long um. Said it's the only smart thing he ever heard of you doing.
2: He did, Okay. Uh, <laughs> good drink. what was he saying?
1: Said that was the only smart thing he ever heard of you doing.
2: I don't know what I'd go so to, to say that. He don't know what's going on in this head of mine.
1: He don't,
2: huh? Now, when I sit around and don't say much, it ain't because I don't know nothing to say. I'm thinking, studying up big ideas.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. problems over in my head.
1: Yeah, I've heard you say that's what you're doing. Yeah. Well, sir, it's a fine thing, Mom, um, to get big ideas like that to help out on such as this, I'll tell you that. For a Squire I never had a one in his head, not yeah. now
2: take me. Right now, I'm studying up another one already.
1: What's
2: that? Well, you said a while ago, Elizabeth is using her influence to get her friends not to vote for Melby Moose for mayor. That still don't mean they're going to vote for me. They could vote for Mamie Seastrunk, you know. Yeah, yeah, could. Well, now, I gotta figure out some way to get them all mad at Mamie.
1: Well,
2: then they're liable to go back to and vote for Melby Moose. Well, get them all mad at both the women candidates, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you
1: to do that, we're safe, There
2: ain't no doubts about it. I ain't worried about you running for chief of police. You ain't got but one opponent, Genie, and that's your own woman, Elizabeth. They're all mad at her anyway. Yeah.
1: And I know Mamie Seastrong said
2: so it out with Sister Simpson, too. Yeah. I know that's causing the ruckus, all right. Oh, there ain't no doubts about it. I told Mamie Seastrong uh, this Sister Simpson that uh, she said that her dress made her look fat. That's yeah. what made her some ass. <laughs> I know that start to fireworks.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Someone said they had a hair pulling down Dick store store yesterday.
1: Oh, they did. Clinched with one another. Grandpappy spirit is me about it this morning. Said Mamie was in there getting the mail. (laughs) Sister Simpson walked in the door and everything got right, quiet, you know. Finally, that Mamie tore into her and just mopped up the floor with her.
2: Well, I do. I reckon Sister Simpson's surprised to death. See, she never knowed that I told Mamie all that stuff she's supposed to say. I
1: know it. I know it. And she don't know yet what Mamie's mad about. But she's sure out working again in this election, I'll say that, though.
2: That's a time. That Sister
1: Simpson will swing a lot of votes, too. Oh, yeah. She's sort of a leader here in town amongst the women folks. President of the Literary Club and the School Improvement
2: Association, you know. Yeah, now if I can find some way to get her mad at Melvie Moose, too, we would be all right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. How
2: could we stir them two up right good? I might call her and tell her that uh, Melvie was making remarks about that song she sung in services last night. Oh, <laughs> that'll get her, yeah.
1: She's awful touchy about her singing. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. She wouldn't carry off no prizes on her singing no way.
1: Who, Sister Simpson?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I think she's got off a pretty boy.
2: Had mm. a funny taste. Ah. When she's singing with that choir, body can hear clean above everybody else. Always gets a note or two ahead of other, and reckon she figures she can be heard better that way.
1: Yeah, well, she's got a good, stout voice all right now, Long. Takes her on a right clear day with the wind behind her. I believe you could hear her a good two miles.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt
1: it. Yeah, she's sensitive about her voice all right. That might be the stuff right there.
2: Yeah, that's the best thing to start a fight over. <laughs> Let's see What's her ring? Uh,
1: short and too long. Yeah. Oh, that's Bound to end up in a fight. That'll get one. Ain't no doubt about it. <laughs> Fur
2: will fly. <laughs> I'll tell her Mimi Seastrunk said her voice sounded like a squeech owl. <laughs> <laughs> That'll
1: do it.
2: That'll do it, long. <laughs> it's ought to run for president. As many ideas as I think of about getting votes. Uh, hello, Sister Simpson? Oh, my goodness. Oh, is Sister Simpson there? My time to walk
1: yesterday. Uh,
2: you don't know where she's at, do you? What meeting? Oh, Where where are they having that? Well, I do not. All right, thank you. Goodbye. Weren't there, huh? No, they're having a meeting of the Women's Protective Association over at the schoolhouse this afternoon. Honey. Oh, sure, I know so
1: that. Said. Yeah, I heard Elizabeth telling Pearl about it this
2: morning. Well, I think I'll walk on over that way and catch Sister Simpson as she comes out of the meeting and tell her all that stuff to the telephone there.
1: Well, mind out that Mamie Seastrong don't hear
2: you now long. Oh, I'm making them all promise they won't say where they heard what I'm down.
1: That dog is long. Wait a minute. I don't know whether that's the right thing to do or not. Now, that's just a
2: little unhonest, you know it? Well, I can straighten it all out after the election. I'm doing it for the good of the town. We can't afford just to sit here and turn this town over to the women folk. No, no, no. I'll be back after a little. Here comes Cedric. Yeah, I've seen him. Man, howdy, Cedric. What's it, Mr. Long? Abner's in the store there. He'll wait on me. Well, I never wanted to know where. Just come over to set a while. Yeah,
1: come on back, Cedric.
2: Howdy, Mr. Abner. Howdy,
1: how, What do you know, Cedric? What's new? Oh,
2: not much of nothing, I reckon.
1: Huh. What you got there?
2: Oh, just a book here I bought for my little sister.
1: Well, she ain't old enough to read, is
2: she? <laughs> no, but Mom can read it to her.
1: Let's see this thing. Where'd you get it, Cedric.
2: Down at Luke Spears. Luke Spears. Yes, mom. Somebody left it in the restaurant there, and I bought it from Luke for a nickel.
1: Well, I do. Oh, these are fine stories too, Cedric. Jack and a beanstalk, in a red riding hood. That's a nice story.
2: Yes, mom. I think I know that.
1: Yeah, Peter Rabbit,
2: like a wolf header or something. Uh, is that the one where the wolf had her or something? She had the wolf or the wolf had her. Something yeah. about a wolf. I ain't read it in a long time. never heard a wolf.
1: Peter Rabbit. And, and I don't believe I ever heard that myself. Peter Rabbit? Yeah.
2: Don't read that in there, Mr. Abner, if you got your glasses.
1: And let's see. I know it here. Oh, yeah, I know this in here, Cedric. That's the story about them three little rabbits, you know, flops in, mops in, cottontail. That's it. Something about Farmer brown or something. I recollect that. What's this here? Oscar the Ostrich. Well. That
2: sounds like a good one. Yeah, this What's his name again?
1: Oscar the Ostrich. Ostrich, I bet you know what him. Ostrich, does Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's a picture of him right there. Let's see. There was once an ostrich named Oscar. Oscar was a good ostrich. He always minded his own business. Well, nice <laughs> little feller. He would race around his own little sand dune. Race around what, Mr. Emmerich? Sand dune, whatever that is. He likes to see his reflection in the oasis. Okay. Looking
0: glass, I reckon, that means.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't, because I believe that was all right rain there, Cedric.
2: <laughs> That's so interesting. It never paid no attention.
1: Yeah, well, I'll finish it for you in just a minute. <laughs> Damn, I want to read it myself. <laughs> Somebody's wanting to order something, I'll just tell them we're out of everything we got here. Right. Hello? Got him down store, having their peabody talk, huh? What's the matter, Grandpa? Oh my goodness, what happened to him? They did, right there in your store. Well, Dad some water on him and call Doc Miller. I'll be right over there, Grandpa. Goodbye. Cedric, you'll have to stay here in the store. Lum's got himself beat up. Beat up? Yeah, the women of the town found out he's the one that's been starting these stories about him, and they ganged up and jumped on him just now and beat the everlasting daylights out of him. I'll be back after a while,
0: David. Well, maybe Lum's plan wasn't so good after all. Some mothers scold, some mothers plead with children to get them to drink milk, but thousands of wise mothers give their little milk rebels Postum, made with milk, because Postum has a deep, inviting, grown-up color, and a delicious, full-bodied flavor that no child can resist. Postum is simply whole wheat and bran, slightly sweetened. It contains no harmful stimulants of any kind. And unlike heavy, over-rich drinks, Postum won't destroy a child's appetite for other foods. So from now on, mothers, if your youngster hates to drink plain milk, why not make things pleasant and easy for both the child and yourself? Serve the grand, tempting drink that's sure to make a hit with your child. Postum, made with milk. Friends, come along next Friday evening at this same time, when we again visit Pine Ridge with Lum and Abner, who say, it's generally better to keep quiet and have people think you know nothing, than to speak your thoughts and prove it beyond that. Lou Crosby speaking, and remember Postum, your best bet for a good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.